Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. <sighs> Have I ever mentioned how much I love that first sip? Today is Monday, February 1st, 2021. 1-1-21. Isn't it? I think it's got to be good. It's going to be good. Um, we are, things are getting better and better. Um, so first off the bat, I'm going to remind you all or tell you all that it is the onset of Faro Feb, Fantasy Romance February. Um, today is, uh, H.R. Moore's day. She will be sharing with you, uh, Lots of stuff about her books, and her book um, is free today. And I was going to tell you the name of it, and I've forgotten. It's um, Empire, something, and I'm just terrible with titles. But we'll find out. Let's see. Empire. Oh, here, let's just put in H.R. Moore. It's Harriet Moore. And she's been the one to organize this whole event, and she's been doing a great job. Uh, I don't think I've ever met Harriet, but she's amazing. Oh, Queen of the Empire. Queen of, Queen of Empire. Queen of Empire. So that's free uh, today and for the next four days. I will put a link in my show notes and also a link to the other Faro Feb events. Uh, lots of people doing great read-alongs, super fun stuff. Uh, this week is the week, well, the week one authors, of which I am one. Uh, me, along with other amazing authors uh, like Jennifer L. Armentrout, and uh, I should have been prepared. You guys know I'm never prepared because I haven't had my coffee yet. Let's go just look. Um, I believe my bestie Grace Draven is on tap this week. Let's, well, I'm looking for the schedule. Aha, schedule. Harriet's very organized. It's really pretty wonderful. You've done a great job, Harriet, if you're listening. So these are special events. Okay, fair. Okay, yeah, February 1st, today is her. And uh, tomorrow is Amanda Boucher, another dear friend. Uh, Thursday, or Wednesday is Leslie Penelope, writes itself Penelope, uh, a friend of the podcast. <laughs> Those of you who listen often know why I laugh at that. Uh, Leslie is also a friend who I've met in real life, even back in the day when we did that. And then Grace, Bestie Grace is Thursday. I am on Friday. Jennifer Armentrout is on Saturday. And then Mila Vane is on Sunday. And then we started into week two. But um, Mila Vane, for those of you who don't know, I don't think this is a secret. No, it's not a secret. Oh, well, maybe I better not say it just in case it is a secret. She writes as somebody else. Um, and now I can't tell the story I was going to tell because I'm not entirely certain if I'm supposed to know. This is a terrible thing about being an author. And I know this is like champagne problems, but it could get really confusing remembering people's pseudonyms and real names and the people who are open about their real names and the people who are not. 
And so much so that very early on in my career, I just started finding out what my author friends preferred to be called at conferences. And, and I just called them by that name, which is why I call Grace Draven Grace. Even when we're talking on the phone or hanging out, I always call her Grace, even though that's not her real name. And and hers is a, a semi-open secret, um, although I won't say what her real name is. But occasionally, it's kind of funny because people will call me out on it. And they'll say, well, you know Grace isn't her real name. Why do you keep calling her Grace? Like, sometimes they'll question it in a way like they will think that maybe I'm, like, maybe she's never told me. They're like, maybe I'm not really that good friends with her. I don't call her by her real name. And it's like, you know, I knew her as Grace from her books first. Met her as Grace. Um, she she is Grace in my head. And and she doesn't mind. She we've talked about it. Um, she is Grace Darling to me. But it is funny when people try to catch me out on it. Like, you know it's not really her name. Uh but for me, the whole thing is is I wanna know this person by the name that if I am like drunk at a conference, not saying that I ever do that or ever did, but that if I slip up, um, that I am slipping up with the name that they want people to know. And, you know, some people, their real names are closely guarded secrets. Some people, uh, when they write with a pseudonym, they write with, they write with it openly. Um, like, uh, you know, they'll do writing as you'll, you'll see that kind of thing. You know, for a long time, people didn't know that back in the day, didn't know that Jane Ann Cramps was also Amanda Quick was also Jane Castle. They were originally secrets because the Jane Ann Cramps name, and, and she talks about this, that she, that she, she says she tanked the name that, she she burned it. No one would buy those books anymore. She was writing in a genre, ironically enough, kind of um, science fiction romance that was not satisfying to her audience. And her publisher felt like she was, you know, essentially box office poison. So she created, I don't remember which she did next, if it was Jane Castle or Amanda Quick, but she reinvented herself. And then later uh, it became clear but, you know, there are famous cases of people writing under pseudonyms and trying to keep it uh, completely private, and it's hard to do. Um, that happened with uh, Ella Ferranda, I can't think of her name, the, the Spanish author, where the intrepid reporter eventually outed her, because people have to find out secrets, right? So anyway, I do want to respect that uh, if if this is not... Um, public knowledge. Anyway, uh, it's, it's a great lineup for this first week, a terrific lineup of wonderful authors. And I hope that you check them all out and I have some exciting things lined up for Friday. Some, some special pricing and maybe some giveaways and exciting things like that. So stay tuned. And so let's see that covers Paro Feb. I will endeavor to remember to put those links in there. If I don't, poke me. 
Um, next thing up, oh, we should talk earrings. Okay, so today's earrings are possibly my favorite pair of earrings, full stop. And I will show them on the video. They are these chains of moonstones and a couple of other stones in there too. There's, let's see, a, a single stone at the top with a couple of more dangling stones below in different shapes, all set in silver. They're kind of a cabochon shape. If you've read my books, you know I have a thing for cabochon. And uh, it might be this one at the bottom is, I don't know, it's a pale blue and I forget what it is. But there is a story to these earrings. Um, as I say, they are my favorite, favorite earrings. I think they show up well with my hair. Uh, maybe not so much so the way I'm sitting, but um, they show up nicely. Uh, I wear them a lot. <laughs> uh, odds are, if you have met me at a conference or in real life, that I was almost certainly wearing these earrings at some point or another. I regard them as good luck earrings <clears throat> and they are funny because almost nobody ever tells me that they like these earrings. You know how there's those things like those things that you love to love to wear that you feel fantastic wearing and nobody ever says anything about them. Uh, but these, I don't know. I think there's a thing, right? Where sometimes the things that are, objects of power for ourselves are in some ways not visible to others. And maybe that's as it should be because having that, that power that only we notice is, um, maybe that's where part of the magic is, right? So I bought these earrings here in Santa Fe, uh, probably in, <clears throat> it was in the mid, 15. So like 2015, 2013, somewhere in there. And I bought them from this gallery. There used to be this wonderful gallery here that I miss greatly that sold fantasy art. Um, it was really an amazing thing, all fantasy art. And it was a cool gallery because it had a, a live tree growing up through the middle of it and a great big uh, atrium. It might've been an unsustainable building. The building's still there. But, and it's something else now, but the tree is gone. Uh, it was just a, an, a magical place to walk into. And that I had been visiting these earrings because they were expensive. They were more expensive than something that I would buy for myself. And I would stop in there because I love to stop into this gallery and look at the fantasy art and be inspired. And I would visit these earrings. And the woman who owned the gallery had told me had given me the whole spiel on what the stones were. And these almost seem like that uh, mystic crystal, like I talked about the other day with Sasha's earrings. I think they're, they're moonstone and crystal, but she had talked about that they were um, created by this. I don't know. You know how they give you the spiel, you know, woo woo jeweler, whoop de doo, whether you know, who knows. And she had said that they, um, that they inspired creative energy. And, and I, I loved them from the first moment I saw them. And I thought, oh, you know, that's what I need was inspiring, be inspired with creative energy. And so I would visit them from time to time. 
but they never got any cheaper. They also never got sold. And I had a couple of writer friends visiting Santa Fe. They came to stay with me for a few days. And I, of course, took them to the Fantasy Art Gallery because they also wrote fantasy. And I would take all my writer friends there when they visited town. And I showed them my earrings. And and one of them turned to me and she said, Jeffy, how many times have you visited these earrings? And I was like, oh, I don't know. This probably makes like five hard to say and uh, she said if you visited something this many times you should just buy it and I thought you know that's probably a good point and I bought them reader I bought them and I got um that was really when my career started too I'm not saying it's connected I can't even remember in what order it happened but it was around that same time that I got my um, three book deal for 12 kingdoms when I sold the Mark of the Tala. And so I'm not saying it's because of the earrings, but, uh, these earrings just are meaningful to me. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So it, I always feel pretty wearing them too, whether anybody notices them or, or not. So that's all of those things. Um, I had a very nice weekend. It was a good balance of getting things done because I'm always happier if I get things off my list, but also uh, doing some relaxing and fun things <clears throat> for those following along on the uh, epic reread of Kushiel's Legacy. I am on book three now, about 20% into book three, Kushiel's Avatar. So I'm getting close to done on that. Um, enjoying the reread it's it's interesting coming back and re and reading them 20 years later and i thought it was very interesting i noticed that they're edited by claire eddy and claire eddy um is an editor at tor who's been there i don't even know how long she's been there 30 40 years and she has edited a lot of epic fantasy authors and it was interesting to think about you know, how much she has shaped epic fantasy, you know, that can happen that like one editor can be the person who shapes, um, an entire genre for decades. And, and Kushiel's legacy does very specific things that, um, I don't necessarily do, um, partly by choice. But it's it's interesting to think about, you know, like if um, if I had decided to go that direction, how I would have done things. And <clears throat> I don't know what Claire Eddy would have done with my books or might still do. She's still editing. She's a, um, no, a real trooper of a woman. She's I've met her a couple of times and she's she's lovely. She's really a fantastic lady. So I'm doing that. Um, yesterday I got to go out and have, and this time we didn't do campfire drinks. It was a really nice afternoon here in Santa Fe. And we sat at um, Santa Fe Brewing facing west and we met in the afternoon. So the sun was starting to, to come down in the western sky. And we sat this time at a table on this balcony, which gave fantastic views. And I will post a photo. It's very, very backlit, but it still looked, it's still fun. Um, 
and I mean, we were stripping down the shirt sleeves. My my friend Megan was down to her t-shirt because we were hot in the sun, and it was like the first time that's felt like spring. And so it's um, spring comes early here. We we are sometimes people don't understand that we do have winter here. It's a high desert, so you know we had snow through Saturday morning, and then it melted away. And beautiful spring day yesterday afternoon, and. Um, it just felt so nice sitting there drinking wine and enjoying soaking in the sun. And Megan and I even traded places at one point so we could get different sides of our faces. Uh, and her boyfriend, Charlie, was laughing at us. But we were like, hey, we are girls of the 80s. And we grew up like laying by the pool, setting the timer. Did you guys do that? Where you'd set the timer like every 20 minutes would turn over to get the even tan. Um it's one of the reasons Megan and I get along so well is even though we grew up in very different places, we like have the same, same childhood and teenagerhood. We also have the same mother, which is entertaining. So let's see. Um, today I am, I've gotten the final notes from beta readers on uh, Dark Wizard. So I'm going to get that tightened up and sent off to uh, the proofreader. So that's exciting. It'll we'll have arcs ready soon. If you want an arc, um, I don't know, tag me. Or if you're already on, if you're already on the list, and if you're not, you should be. Uh, you can contact my assistant, Kareen. Um, tag me if you can't figure out how to do that. And we we do have a mailing list that she sends out to all of our reviewers and bloggers and so forth when ARCs are ready. So this will be coming soon. Um, it was interesting. One of the last set of notes I got from a beta reader who is a guy, and he said very complimentary things about the book. He hasn't read my stuff before, and he writes more science fiction. But it was interesting that he picked out something that none of my other readers have picked out as being kind of um, inconsistent, an inconsistent characterization from like the opening chapter to a couple chapters later. And he said, you know, you might take a look at it. And I it, and it's with the hero. So I think that's significant that it's with the guy. Um, I am going to take a look at that and and see what I think, but I'm almost wondering if this is like a genre convention at work. Um, I think it's entirely possible that um, it's something I'm thinking about, that it has to do with the difference between how the hero sees himself and how the heroine sees him. And I think sometimes men don't realize that women see them as potentially threatening until they're not. That's kind of what I'm wondering if this is going on here. You guys know what I mean? I think I'd have to probably be more specific probably on the, the details there. But um, yeah, he said that he seems off-putting at first, that the hero seems um, self-absorbed and callous and this kind of thing, but then later, uh, as she gets to know him, he doesn't. And I was thinking, well, isn't that, I, I think it's deliberate on my part. <laughs> Should I be questioning whether something is deliberate on my part? 
I don't know. Uh, anyway, I'm going to take a look at it. But I, I've been mulling that over and thinking, you know, I think that might be just a, a genre convention or partly even if I'm in the male POV, it's still female gaze. We shall see. So I'm going to work on that today and then it'll be back to Sorceress Queen and the Pirate Rogue. Uh, check out the Faro Feb events. Should be super fun month. And I will remind you all that First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I hope that you all were something magical and meaningful to you today. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.